You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello, PlayStation Universe friends, our fellow PlayStation fans, uh, the world over, the nation over, in the UK and the US. Uh, welcome to this special E3 podcast on behalf of your ground team. Uh, myself, Kyle Prawl, and my friends Ernest Lynn. Yep. Adam Byrne. How you doing? And Will Robinson. Hey, how you going? Uh, we are here. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Uh, we're here in LA. We're we're covering uh, we're covering E3 2015. On behalf of the site you love, on behalf of this PlayStation community, and in conjunction with our fine team at home, who's going to be posting more, uh, more news, trailers, screenshots, all that juicy stuff than we could than we could ever do, rushing to and from all the cool appointments. But hey, that's the sacrifice we make being here. Uh, so Bethesda. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about. It was so, good. It was good. Yes, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So we want to talk about our reactions to the Bethesda's conference because this is kind of a, a unique setup this year. It's a unique thing to have a, a conference like this kicking off on Sunday night before the show, not even before the show proper, before the preliminary proper has even got going. You know, traditionally we look at Monday's round of press conferences as, as really when the excitement gets into full gear, but I'd say... After tonight's show, the excitement is pretty well in full gear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got a few games to cover, right? Uh, first on the docket is Doom. So what I want to kind of do now is, is kind of get the impressions right. And we've been chatting about this for probably the last hour or so, right? We just got back and we've been burning through our thoughts. But we want to put our reactions out there for you guys listening. Um, we want to hear what you have to say, first of all, on, on our Twitter feed at PSU.com. The full thing written out. Uh, in comments on our homepage articles. Tweet at us, uh, message us on Facebook, do whatever you got to do to let us know what you're, what you thought of Bethesda's show. But uh, to start with, let's just jump into Doom. I mean, right? Kicked off, lights come down, Doom starts playing. Uh, my first thought is this game looks like Rage, and I say that in the sense that Rage, uh, being the post-apocalyptic 2012 first-person shooter that it was. Was it 2010? That's earlier than that. Was it, it was 11? 2010, maybe? It was a as far before that. Not 2010. So. 2011, I think. Okay, so, so, but Rage, Rage was, well, Build... Well, I mean, it was as, an id software game. Right, so, so yeah. Yeah, Build was revolutionary <laughs> at the time, at least in his graphical prowess, and that was their big thing with the id tech engine. And with id tech 6, that Doom is being built upon... I, I think you subtitled id tech 666. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Clever, clever stuff from our friend Pete Hines. Um, I... I, I can I can see that, right? I can see the vestiges of what made Rage special, at least from a visual standpoint. There's that really, really attractive lens flare coming from, you know, everything from lights on the gun to far-off little bloom lights in, in this space station, in the array, you know, d- displays and stuff like that. Fire effects, lava effects, smoke effects. The the minutia of detail on the weapons in, in that gameplay video were just... Phenomenal. I think far and away, visually, it was the best-looking game that Bethesda had to show. Um, gameplay, uh, gameplay. I wasn't so sure. I, I'm still putting together my thoughts on gameplay, so I want to pass it to Will. Tell me what you thought of. Uh, at least, you know, obviously we didn't play it. It's hard to get a sense of feel. But what did, what did you expect to see when the Doom trailer came up? And you know, how did you kind of walk away from it, having seen that gameplay play out? Well, I didn't really know what to expect because, like, I've I, unfortunately I haven't really ever played. Doom, any of the mm. Doom games. I've seen a lot of footage of it, and I've, en- got, I've enjoyed watching it in the speed and the chaos <laughs> and all of a sudden. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's cool to see, but it was... I was more... I didn't know what to expect, because it's just one of those things that I've, you hear heard about for so long that you right. thought it was just kind of... I thought I was going to be disappointed with like sure. everyone else. But so it, I so wasn't disappointed at all when I saw it, except there's things in it that you just... I can't fully appreciate until I play it. Appreciate, right? I can't fully critique until I actually get the chance to play it. What do you? What did you want Doom to be when it came up? You know, what was kind of the the gameplay or the speed or or the feel that you were that you know, having not played any of the Doom games before, mm-hmm. what do you come into that like demon shooting fest hoping to to feel and to see? Well, I think when you hear about Doom, you think of just kind of like massive hordes of demons that come towards you, and you have a big yeah. shotgun that you just kind of fight them off. Mm-hmm. And it didn't leave me with that impression too much. 
off mm-hmm. of that. Not at least not for the large numbers of enemies. It was very sure. it was a very controlled demo, which obviously that's what they're going to do for a a demo on a big sh- show like that. Right, right. But it was it just seemed like the way the the guns didn't seem powerful to me <clears throat> just watching it. They mm-hmm. could feel very powerful. It it got better as it went on when they got showed more guns and got to try out new ones and but it was well, I think few, the health section in the later part of the demo was, yeah, was that far was better, and away but, better than the, the space station. But then the other was. thing too that they talked about a lot was the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it when they kept saying that how fast it is, I was expecting levels of quickness of the first Doom or Unreal Tournament. The first kind of Doom style. where you're just like literally you're just you're literally just zipping through pixelated environments. They're constantly and, sprinting while yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was it didn't the first part first part of the demo I think it was like we had kind of agreed on an initial after watching it live, thinking <laughs> that they weren't fully sprinting the whole time. Later on, it yeah, got faster and faster, and the multiplayer part seemed a little quicker. And then towards the end, in the hell demo area, he was moving really quickly around the pillar, avoiding the larger guys that were there. So it seemed like I'm wondering if they have a variable speed for that, or if it's just locked in at a certain pace that you can't sure. go yeah. above or below. It's it's not balance to achieve though. You want that kind of late nineties like frenetic shooting experience, but you also want that kind of meat and like the, yeah. the meat of a gun in your hands. Which right. is hard to achieve though when you like, if you're trying to like sway going around, also trying to move like your your vision like that. Right? It's it's a difficult balance to achieve. I think it did it by numbers. Mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent of Bulletstorm for me. Guns spitting people in half, kind of not. Yeah, even like the scripted kill animations. Yeah, right? yeah not even it wasn't same. like you know you weren't the. Like, Booting people in like you know forty yards, you know, like a forty-yard field goal or something. Unfortunately, but, no. Unfortunately, we, were, we weren't booting well, demons the, over the, the hills. The confines of space station initially, you know, the yeah, was real. Yeah. But um, for me, it was a good representation of what Doom is, from what I remember. And you've got it like Doom. When did Doom Three come out? Like that was. Oh man, oh four. Does that sound right? Oh three, oh four. Yeah, oh four, oh five. Yes. But now, yeah, that was you know I was thinking about Doom Three because that's kind of my. Having seen, of course, all the games in the series in some form or another, but never really getting invested in any of them, Doom 3 is kind of the one that I jump to when I think about Doom. And I remember Doom 3, the big thing was you can't have a flashlight and a gun equipped at the same time to switch between those things. It was a horror game more than anything else, right? It was a it was a de- emphasis thing. on it the was, hardcore It was action, an identity so. change, so that's why yeah. I was so being, like, you well, know, I'm a fan of Doom, so... Coming into it, I wasn't sure if it was going to take take cues from how they evolved it in Doom Three, where it was more atmospheric. It was more kind of it was more built. It wasn't so much folks around the gameplay, more around the experience. Whereas back, it was more you know front end of gameplay. Uh, it's again, it is hard to tell how mm-hmm. kind of at least for the multiplayer portion that I showed at the tail end of the trailer, you can kind of get more of an idea of how kind of how it will work, which I think looks looks good and. Still though, I need to see more. Yeah, I sure. need I need to get into that beta. What's it to me? <laughs> yeah, I need yeah, to, absolutely. Yeah. It seems like it's kind of at an identity crisis right now, is where they want to reboot like the original game in some form, but they're also trying to do it in a current setting where they want that weight and that feeling of new Mo- shooters, like basically like, like a kill zone. Yeah, exactly, like kill zone has a real weight to the weapon that no, you're running around. Too, a lot of people would say is probably the best representation of right of weighty in terms of that. Be, oh, but yeah, so they're true. trying to balance like. The arcadey comicness, kind of, of quick speed and moving and fighting off a bunch of demons, because that whole notion of it is just absurd and really simple, and it's perfect for that kind of game. Yeah. But they're also trying to make it like kind of a serious shooter and trying to incorporate a lot of mechanics that people, game current gamers are familiar with, whatever their age. Right. Also, so though, as well, if you want, like with Doom, it's a staple of it. Well, maybe it's like a. Sign of the time back in the early '90s, where like you'd have enemies pacing and stuff. But I think if you want to keep that kind of frenetic, powerful gameplay, you have to have enemies constantly coming at you. You can't be moving into an area and then you look off in distance and you see enemies pacing. You have to go and engage. Yes, mm-hmm. I want the onslaught. Yes, yeah, no, that's what you, I was yeah, expecting. Yeah, exactly. That was when he looked down in the pit and he just saw all these uh, the yeah, demons you, down there and he just had to jump down and meet them. And then they started kind of coming, but it was yeah, right. He had to initiate it. He yeah, didn't feel like he was fighting them off. He was fighting them. Because at its core, it literally yeah. is as basic as it comes. You have a big ass gun, yeah, undead, hell demons, kill them. Right. Simple, well, yeah. Simple as video games come. You yeah. know, we don't we don't need any narrative driven experiences. We don't need anything like that. You can put it in, you can shoehorn it in. 
probably mm. won't work. It'll come across as just dribble, probably. But yeah, it, something was off. It's a good start. It's our first proper look mm-hmm. at it. You know, we saw a three second trailer, and, and, that and was there it. was and there were some surprises. You know, I keep we keep talking about um, you know, the, the 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 stark difference between how they played single player, which did seem to be slow and measured, and and like you said, we keep going back to this analogy of like it looked like the analog stick was at half tilt. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was that, and we're used to seeing demos where they're very carefully panning the camera over the things they want you to and see. And that's what I was wondering about, is that they were purposely being slow in order to show off Which may very well be, right. Some of the, yeah, it's, it's impossible, to, it's impossible yeah. to know without playing it ourselves. Right. But what we can know from watching the the final part of that trailer, or close to the final, right. was uh, Doom Snap Map. Did I get that right? Is it Snap I think Map? It's snap yes. Map. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you hear it a couple times. You're like, uh, snap, yeah, could uh, go shark, way. shark Tank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but that looks awesome. I think uh, it, it's it's. I mean, what do you guys think? So I thought it was a full. It was an excellent creation suite. I was really surprised to see going beyond just hallway weapon placement, pickup placement into things mm-hmm. like pathing logic and scripting enemy behavior, scripting enemy appearances. That to that degree of control. I don't think has ever been seen on on console because even even mm-hmm. if you think back to like Unreal Tournament three and like the maps and mods you could import onto the PS three, right. I don't know for sure that those at least in, in in their early rendition you could do things with the AI and like mm-hmm. actually spawn enemies. No, oh, it, it, it seemed like in terms of map editors and things like that, it seems to be one of the most like newcomer friendly type of editors, sure, but sure. it also has a lot more depth than most of them do in terms of like the AI controls and involving yeah. with that kind of stuff. But it's it's not just like kind of Far Cry maps where it's just an open plane and then you kind of adjust and you just place things. Mm-hmm. It's has it has pre constructed hallways and rooms and corridors, which actually takes out a lot of the work that you don't want to do. Right. And you want to get to the fun parts. And you can do that stuff if you want to. Like building it, a monster arena on a square pit or right. a lava. And that kind of <laughs> stuff. And you can do like all explosions and different things. Yeah. And, they, and like what you said, like what they showed at the end of it, where it was this you pick up, you get that pickup, and right. then this big demon appears and he jumps at you. And it's like that's just a cool thing to either. To play and just to have it out for other people, or to just like surprise the hell out of your friends when they're like playing your map, and there's going to be some. It's going to be some extremely annoying maps. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. it's going to be the most like infuriating. Just the, the UI seemed really intuitive. Mm-hmm. Being able to just like play switch, flip things over. Um, the really cool thing, also, I thought was having that Bethesda Net centralized like network for like sharing it, where you can go onto the PC version and make. A map there if you think you're more comfortable creating there and then you know going back onto the console. Yeah, yeah, the cross platform. Yeah, the flexibility is going to matter to a great deal there. I've been thinking yeah. about this since the show, and how it's like. All right, so I'll pose the hypothetical question, right? Because because they didn't talk about what the true modding support for Doom would be, right? This creation suite exists, but to what extent can people just effect to the programming of the game in a way that they could with like Unreal Tournament and stuff back in the day. That's still an unknown. So what I'm wondering is, if if you could have one or the other, if you could have a totally open-ended game that's open to that old school, like, the game is essentially open source and you do whatever you want with it, or this creation suite that's friendly to both newcomers and vets alike, but is controlled... Which, which, if you only pick one, I'm in just curious. In a personal what level or in an industry level? I, I, I mean, in, I guess industry, I mean, like in the broader really, sense of things, industry, I guess. then you don't yeah. want it open source because you're only, you're only calling to a very, very tiny fraction of the crowd sure. that actually can understand that material yeah. and be able to work with it effectively. Well, Otherwise, people would just break the game. That's yeah. Like, true. literally just brick it and it wouldn't work anymore. So yeah. it's... And that would... Really bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, they, nobody, nobody if someone if someone like created like games. a mod that was bad enough to right. really mess up your PC, if you yeah. Didn't so it's and, didn't do and then that could also potentially lead to like viruses and stuff like that if yeah. people really were malicious enough with an intent to do that. So yeah, but one of those things. Yeah, I think yeah. You, you need to control it's console. You know, it is. It's not open that's true. Source and and, like, I, and yeah. I did just, just divert away from the console conversation. It's as far as console conversation. I think it's as far as consoles will be comfortable and, to go to. And it's an encouraging sign, because we really don't... I mean, still to this day, you know, we've seen just these sudden little bursts of console modification on these really one-off projects every four or five years, but now it's like, alright, great, here's another one. And it's it's encouraging to see at the very mm-hmm. least. Yeah, well, granted, PC can be, like, obviously far more, like, custom-tailored and stuff, but yeah, games, even like the original Quake and stuff, they're still being played. Like, it's... 
yeah. 16, yeah. 17 years, longer than that probably. Yeah. Obviously, you can't have that scale on console, but if you can sustain, like, get a sustainable ecosystem of passionate players, then you're pretty much mm-hmm. you're sure. set. Mm-hmm. You want that. You don't want like evolve where things peter <laughs> off <laughs> yeah. within rather quickly three or four months. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, all right, so do, so Doom was probably. I mean, I think we're all kind of of the mind that it was a. A, a good opening to the show. It had some good, some bad. It was it was middle of the road, but at the very least, kind of an encouraging start to the. I would say as a Doom game, it's hard to say yet. Yeah. But as a game itself, it looked really good. It's it had a very it good, promising it. start like, yeah. as a yeah. game itself. But as a Doom game, I'm not sure if it is. Does anyone anybody want to put out a feeler for a release date? They well, they, they said spring 2016. Spring 2016. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm guessing like March, March April. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking March, but then Uncharted probably could be March, could be February. We never know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It won't come out later. Was well, Uncharted won't come out later than 31st of March, I think. Yeah, I bet we'll. I bet we'll know by uh, by tomorrow, 24 yeah. hours from now. I bet we'll know for sure. Maybe exciting times. It's very <laughs> least, <Exciting> yeah. Times. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very exciting times. I'm also of the mind these are exciting times because I am completely stoked for Dishonored 2. I love that it showed up at the conference and it was kind of one of those givens where you're like, all right, it's time. It's been three years since the game came out. Let's see what's next. 2012 in gaming, right? Mm-hmm. And Dishonored was swamped. So so we got a cinematic trailer for, so no true gameplay, but we did, I think, get a really good sense of what this new character, or not a new character, it's Emily Caldwin, the the, the true heir to the throne from the original Dishonored, what she can do as an assassin now, 15 years later, that's a little bit different from what Corvo could do. Now, I know, I think I have probably the most Dishonored experience of us sitting yeah. here. Like, I've played, probably. beaten the game a couple times. Um, I really enjoyed it in the same vein of the newer Deus Ex games, um, which is really just heralding the tradition of your System Shock and your Bioshock, just the, the open-ended first-person adventure, right? Um... So I think you know again it's hard to say with a, with a, with a cinematic trailer like this but you know seeing Emily's like organic kind of um darkness arm as a means of like teleportation right yeah. and so instead of Corvo's blink it was like it operates it a mani- lot, yes a lot like a grappling it was a tether yeah yeah manifesting itself in interesting in interesting yeah. ways um a lot of really and and, I, and I'm curious to see how this manifests itself in the game but the transformation of the manner she was moving through, where it starts to dismantle itself, and I'm and I'm trying to you know I think she back to the trailer, like a specter. And like, right? And, and like the manner is like collapsing on itself. So yeah. I, it's it's architecturally it's a really cool thing. At first, I, th- I see that happening. I'm like, it reminded me of Portal. Like the facade yeah. of your of your zone is coming down, and you're like, oh shit, we're in a steel warehouse this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of my thought. But in terms of architecture, that city looks to be an interesting departure from Dunwall, but still still rooted in that kind of plague-infested, um, the grittier aspects of, like, a Victorian kind of style. So, um, story-wise, I'm just kind of curious to see where it goes. I think Dishonored, for me, was, uh, it was more special for its, for its gameplay in that System Shock tradition than it was for a really memorable narrative. To be honest, I couldn't remember, even having played the game a couple times, what Corvo's fate is at the end of the game, and it turns out he is a playable character in the sequel alongside Emily, so I'm like, well, I guess Corvo was fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, I'm excited for it. I think I, I'm probably more excited for it than Doom just because of my experience with the series, but um, I know you guys aren't as passionate about Dishonored or like it quite as much as myself. i so. meant to play it. Um, <laughs> sure. So, yeah. like, again, you, can't, you can get some indication from a pre-rendered trailer, but again, I think it's kind of, in a sense... Just to like deviate a slight bit, it stuck out a little bit from the conference as a whole. Given that it was pre-rendered, you yeah. had like this massive Fallout Four expose where they literally showed everything. And before that, before like in the middle of that, we just knew the release date was twenty fifteen. The, the game was like too far done. Doom as well. But I think all I can, since having not played Dishonored, aesthetically, I love it. I mm-hmm. love the world. I love the kind of. The way the characters look, they're kind of stretched a slight bit. It's a stylistic kind of way. It's yeah, slightly not, caricatured in like a steampunk yeah, universe. Exactly, and like, like Victorian yeah, I, London. Those are the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. steampunk, crazy, just, yeah. And yeah, you get an idea of the abilities and stuff. But yeah, past that and past a possible narrative, that's you know. Yeah, there's a lot we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that I I love the fact that Emily's the protagonist now. She's mm-hmm. like a really cool character. I have a really I have a really cool action figure of her now, so that's fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
No. Oh, all right. Well, no. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already. It's no longer. A pleasure, so I, I have to switch that sweet band. Yeah, but I know Will. You were not. Um, you weren't really sold on the original game's uh, narrative. So, are, is 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 Dishonored Two something that you think you might give a shot, depending on how well, the critical acclaim turns out, depending on how people feel about it when it finally does come out? There were more issues than just narrative for me with the first one. I was one of the first people that I know of that was actually excited for it and was highly like highly anticipated the game because I one of the first articles that I ever read about it was only very pre anything yeah. about it and it was just like the concept the basically. Game they were talking about story, right? right. The concept art. And they're yeah. talking about this basically just the idea of the story in general and where the lore was coming in and the universe that it was gonna be set in and I had never heard of it before, and I thought it was going to be amazing. And I saw the trailers, like the trailer that he showed before, was a fully CGI trailer and had no, no gameplay. And it looked kind of like a mix between like Assassin's Creed Mirror's Edge-ish kind of running and stealth and sneaking in and assassinating and running out. And like, and the final was, game did not quite it was meet that. It was completely <laughs> different from that, and you almost it almost kind of punished you for trying to be stealthy, and like you could. For me, it felt like it didn't want you to be stealthy the whole time. It wanted you to kind of forcibly get through certain parts. At and least it was, certain things, yeah. And it was just something, and it was very much more linear and not as free as I wanted it to be. Sure. And it's just, and part of the visual style just didn't click with me. Like, the trailers were awesome, but it was the finished game product that didn't work for some reason in my head. But yeah, was, I'm, with, I'm with Will on that one, that I felt very restricted, more so than yeah. I anticipated with the game, and... That there was a lot of just frustrating moments or trial and error, and moments where I thought, oh, maybe it would open up or let me take a more aggressive action approach. Um, mm-hmm. It really, really punished me for trying that, and basically seemed impossible to go that route. So it's a, so you know, you were forced to continue on a stealth, mm-hmm. you know, no kill sort of route sure. yeah, in the game. Yeah, it just seems. It was too linear, kind of for my what for what I was expecting it to be. It was too linear for that, and that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way initially. And it, not that it was a bad game, I just kind of had it. I was led <clears throat> to believe something different, mm-hmm. either yeah. just because of how I received mm-hmm. it. But then I just kind of fell just... off, and that's what I was <laughs> when I saw this trailer. The trailer looks amazing. Yeah, the yeah. whole universe and the story and the, all the visuals and the character design and all that stuff looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But. All it was was a CGI trailer, like the last game when I first saw it, and it's. I don't. I'm. And you've been jilted before. It's just like so I'm, it's not, hard to I'm not going to be excited more. about it. I'll, right. I can appreciate the visuals Where and all that going. stuff. But yeah, I can appreciate yeah. the idea and the concept, but it's, then the narrative was the issue. Was an issue too. So it's like I don't even have that. Yeah, the story didn't have you enough to to keep you invested. In- keep you wanting to play when right. you did come across a challenging part or some place that you know you got really frustrated with you know mm. i that's i got the game at launch i played several hours of it but then fell off because i just wasn't i did not understand what was necessarily going on and didn't care to find out mm-hmm. you know well, thankfully, you guys had a lot more. We all had a lot more to be excited about as Bethesda's mm-hmm. conference. I was about to say as Bethesda's conference came to a close, but then it's really like Fallout 4 was, was just the second, the second, the half, second half, half of that conference. Right. <laughs> it was a 40-minute one more thing. So how, so how many dog houses are you going to put on your settlement? Just how many little thrones are you going to give for dog meat? As many as he the wants. The beautiful German, yeah, the beautiful German <laughs> I'm shepherd. Him, I'm giving him one of the houses. Yeah, bring him one. <laughs> he just gets one of the houses. He gets a garage. He gets he's the, got his own he doggy gets power armor. He gets the biggest house in the lot. <laughs> yeah. He's got his He's got his own chain gun yeah. uh, tongue operator. And you tell him to go to that house now. Yeah, you can tell him to go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's hard to, I mean, how do you even start to break down something like that where they show... God, like what was it, five or six segments of the game, all kind of dedicated to like a different, mm-hmm. it's a, a, different nice a different facet, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would go as far as say that it was possibly one of the best, most robust reveals, or like well, formal reveals of a game mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yes, mm-hmm. it, yes, yep. It told you a lot. <laughs> yes, but like it wasn't like it wasn't like a you know some movie trailers you see sometimes right. and they they ruin everything. You know they show you yeah. the best parts. They just they gave us the core mechanics, what you can do. General tone, different er- different areas of you know where you can be, but it still seems just like a drop in the ocean because the game just seems so right, yeah, incomprehensibly incompreh- yeah. huge. And it's like, oh, and then there's down there's downtown Boston, and like you just imagine <laughs> that that's just gonna. And be it's like, yeah, huge. you don't even see it from the wasteland initial yeah. view when you step out of the vault. Mm. It's like, 
You don't know all the, who knows? <laughs> you don't know all the characters that you're gonna meet, all the right. different places to go. Right. What other know? companions you have? Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel like this this game uh, Fallout Four seems to have a bit more of a a bit more of a tongue in cheek kind of humor than Fallout Three did? Now, you know, granted, I I didn't put the most mm. hours into Fallout Three as some people, but I think it's playing on what was picked up by players of Fallout Three. There was little tropes and kind of memes that came out of Fallout 3, and I think they've recognized that and are kind of playing upon it a little bit more. No, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not saturating it. It's, no, mean, it's and it's certainly level. not. It's, it's, the satire yeah. and the humor was, is clearly present in Fallout 3, but it's become more popularized because of people talking about it and generating yeah, sure. memes and stuff. So I mean, it, it, it is the, there. The smiling, winking guy. Right, I mean, it's all, there's a lot of humor in it and the dialogue and all this stuff. A lot of people miss it because they don't talk to all these people or whatever and that yeah. kind of thing. So it's like, it's not picking up on that, but like, just as the game itself, I even told Ernest, like right after we saw, I, was, I said, this is game of the year. I haven't even played it. I know it's game of the year. But yeah, you'll have about uh, well, almost two months like, to play I know, it. I know exactly what else is coming out. Like what else is going to be arriving and things that are out now. And it's just like I don't. If it's if it's what Fallout Three was and more, which it is by a lot. Yeah. And it's more refined. It's more polished. It looks better. Mm-hmm. And it's got so much more to offer. I don't see how it can't how it can be beat by what's coming. So what was so the most, what was the most exciting part of those segments? I mean, if you guys had to pick one section of that of those little pieces, for me, I'll just you know just to lead off, I'll say it was probably the, and this is a weird thing to drill down to, but it was the, the crafting minutia of taking those small objects from the environment, the toys, the toy yeah, cars, everything the, the little hammers, right. breaking it down into mm-hmm. the components, screws, and stuff you'll need to make those weapons. I think. You know, so many games have tried to do that where you litter the world with those useless things, the water bottles, the smoking pipes. The Witcher actually comes to mind as a good example of that with The Witcher 3 because there's coal, there's just all these things that eventually do have a purpose. I think The Witcher is great at that, but it's also good to see Fallout doing something really cool in the same way that, you know, if you're surviving in a post-apocalyptic environment in this wasteland... You're gonna you're gonna do that like that is just logical in a narrative sense. So mm-hmm. that was for me a little thing. I mean, even going past the the grand design of a Fallout shelter of the settlement building, uh, the combat improvements. I, so I mean, Ernest, what do you, what did what did you really take away as like holy shit? This is Fallout Four. I need to have this. I really did like the the crafting and building of the different settlements in your your homes. <laughs> you know, that's along with just. As well, the plethora of options for customization of everything else in the game. Um, being able to cater to a player um, and let them play how they want to and also make this Fallout 4 experience theirs, mm-hmm. uh, I think is definitely one of the key points that is going to really make this game special for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure, you know? for sure. I like, like, I'm not I'm a massive fan of Fallout, but one thing I liked, which is not even the core game, but they're taking specific trends in the industry currently that aren't the most favourable, say a companion app, you know, Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. springs to mind, nobody really likes it. It's not in the new game, thankfully. And I didn't even know there was a companion. You know, app like you had to open chests and stuff in yeah. the it was just not yeah. important. But at least this <laughs> you know, this this companion app it serves a purpose. It's not a necessity, but it's a nice purpose. Same with when you had and that's catering to a specific audience. And then you have if you go back to Doom they know their modding history. We're going to put that map editor and stuff in this massive kind of custom tailored experience for you. We're going to give you a companion app. And then even they take this new, you know, you see with all these mobile games like the pay to win mechanic. They bring in a Fallout Shelter, was it called? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they so just. I'm going to check and see if that has finished downloading. There you go. <laughs> and then that they look seemingly have put out a perfect system for that where it's not paywall, it's not pay to win, it's. They just seem to be kind of just taking like industry standards these days and just kind of reappropriating, reappropriating them to what the fans want. Right. And again, not having been a fan of Fallout much, well, like I haven't really given them the chance, but I will. But just seeing how much detail and care and systems and just organic world building and even narrative just barely, it's just interwoven so well. And it just seems like there's just so much care put into it. And like even as a, like a non-fan... You know, not for one to try and guess, but not a massive fan of Fallout. It's really just appreciative from even just like being like a fan of video games. Right. I can appreciate 
the love and the care and the passion that goes into something like that. I mean, I think the prologue is is perfectly evident of all that thing you're saying. The organic, uh, the organic storytelling, the world building, that that care and attention to detail. Uh, I mean, what did you think of the prologue? Well, I thought that was like as an introduction to the game. We finally get to see a little bit of what the world is like before the bombs fall, and I thought that was a really special moment. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Well, when they had the initial reveal teaser that happened, I was curious to see if that was actually going to be something that was physically playable, or if that right. was just flashbacks. And, just the, and yeah, it was, the promo. it was really cool to see that it was actually something that was physically interactable, and you could be around. And they had the com, the, the quips and stuff too, where he slammed the door on the guy who yeah, came yeah. in and got his. <laughs> that, that was his <laughs> stats and stuff. You had Cosworth, you had Cosworth character <laughs> of yep. the year. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like all these kind of things like that, and you just what did he make for dinner? Room. That's the that's. That's what leaves me hanging. Maybe what did he go into the house? Probably to cook? don't want to know since it's Fallout, but <laughs> yeah. um, canned food. Yeah, That's so food. Mm, spam. But yeah, yeah it was just classic table. It was such a cool thing to see that, but then also that also that gives a lot more life to this barren world at the mm-hmm. same time because you have that vision of these areas that you clearly revisit. Yeah, and you can see what they look like after, and you see the Which damage cool. later, and then the, that village, and right, and then the. And Cogsworth is alive there too, still. Yeah. And he's acting like he's basically thinks that nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. So, but it's clearly everything's destroyed around him, and there's no one else alive. And mm-hmm. but that also thing too, and he's just like with when they were trying to transition to that gameplay, he couldn't really do it, and he's like, well. I'm not going to spoil the story, but it's 200 years later and your character's alive. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, what? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> your baby and your wife are dead. Right? It's just like, I didn't spoil anything but the Dark a, Brotherhood from, from Tamriel. Yeah. They're in this one. <laughs> it's just like, how is that even... Yeah, Ernest and I were talking about that too. It was like, probably... Well, it's got to be cryogenic, think, Yeah, cryo-freezing right? or something like that. Yeah. At first I thought it was like, maybe it's his grandchild or great-grandchild or something and it just sure. happens to look like Yeah, it. I, th- I thought But then he talked right away and it's just like it's been 200 years it's like yeah clearly not but it's odd that you if he was cryo frozen you just you know that you could potentially have been asleep for 200 years and it's weird to think that he was so like unbelieving and so skeptical right that which makes it seem like it isn't that so it's so we'll which see. i wouldn't i really would be surprised if they did something as obvious as that i right. guess so i mean that i'm considering the narrative of the past games, it's usually a lot more creative like that. But then we'd also talked about how the in- interesting choice and direction to have a voice actor, yes, the main yes. character, is yeah, a very different. So, they're a very different thing for the Fallout games. It is, and, and and I think about you know we got so much, so much time. You know, even if you go past what Todd Howard was telling us, to just look at the fact that there's a, a crapload of gameplay here that we're seeing. So looking at those kind of things, I kind of have this takeaway where it's like there are very clear fundamental changes to the fallout formula one of them is your voice acted character right Mm -hmm. showing your face during dialogue scenes having it be a back and forth like a mass effect or a walking dead type conversation that's a big change it's a change that i'm not sold on yet i don't want to say for sure that i i don't like it or that i do like it it's going to be one of those things where i think it'll need a few hours to adjust to the fact that it's no longer mm-hmm. like my Gordon Freeman, you know, it's no longer like my silent protagonist in this world. But once I get there, I'm right. sure it'll be fine. Well, it's like going from, like we said before, it's like, it's like playing Bioshock and then playing Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, yeah. it's a, Because yeah. it's totally, it's the same world, same kind of system, all that stuff, but it's a totally different experience. On the other side, you have a fundamental change to the gameplay, which is a little more subtler, but... Now the VAT system it involves movement. It's not just stopping time, it's slowing time, so you do have to take time to decide your shots. Mm-hmm. And from what we can tell from watching Todd play, it's it looks to be a lot smoother. It looks like first-person combat is actually viable when your VATS isn't up. Yep. And I know that Fallout 3 was not very kind to people who just wanted to it's play the first-person It's nearly experience. impossible to it try, to, to, try to shoot <laughs> without using VATS. Like, it literally was almost impossible to kill anything without right. using VATS. So, so, so on that, the whole, I mean, I mean, I guess all I'm really saying is that there's nothing negative about anything I saw. It's either, like, don't know yet or totally on board, totally positive, including the settlement thing, which was, mm-hmm. which was a huge, huge announcement. And, I mean, how, do you guys think that, like, some kind of balance is important there, like maybe, or or, or I guess you know, it depends. Well, how big do you want it to be? You know, because we don't want it to maybe overtake what's important about yeah, Fallout. Yeah, you don't want to so like even how full fledged do you think it should be? You don't want to stilt whatever like semblance of narrative is there, right? You know, like what the idea is, you could 
feasibly stay in the settlement for you and know, just build it out. Yeah, depending on how much is there. Yeah, do <laughs> do like a theme park world and just well, <laughs> no, elaborate and try to do it. But if you wanted to expand it, you'd have to explore to get materials. Right, so you have to. You have to leave. You can't stay in the same spot but unless you just rebuild the same you, things over. Yeah, but yeah, if you leave, and remember they were mentioning bandits come and stuff. When you right. leave, is there like I wonder if there's any like notification system? Do they come when you're not there? If you continue did, on your path, I would yeah, imagine I if you had other people in your settlement, they, they could warn you or something, something and they you, could yeah. tell you. Otherwise, I would assume that they would just get wrecked if you came back. Yeah, you right, just come back right. and it's turned to yeah. I would, everything you've lost. That's what, I, I would imagine that's how it works. Like if you have on your pet boy, like the radio or something can mm. alert you or. I, I can't imagine that they would just pop up a notification like yeah. in, in like Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas. I'm Andrea, just thinking San Andreas, you get that over a girl, right. you're like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it's right. it's just like you get that random thing. But, yeah. And I so mean, there, there must be like bandits and stuff, because they did show a part during that settlement building yeah. where you the could raiders up, come in. And yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you could build, you know, turrets and other traps to help protect I love them. that they were totally like the same raiders from Fallout 3. They totally had like the same gelled spiked hair, yep. the leather the leather strapped bracelets right, and because it's the same world. It's the it same is. time, basically. Yeah. Yep. So it's just kind of that's. I mean, that's what's cool. That was the thing that was cool, but also kind of weird for some of it was that the, a lot of the remodeling they did of the character, the main creatures, creatures in the world, sure. like Death Claws, are totally redone. They're mm. clearly Death Claws, but they're very different from what the original they're ones stockier, were. Both they're stockier. They're stockier. They're big. Like the regular Death Claw that was shown was basically a legendary Death Claw. Mm. In yeah. Fallout Three, right. but it was also kind of bigger horns and meatier and just kind of bulkier where it's not to me it's not necessarily as scary as running into one of the other death claws because they were very gaunt and they were skinny with huge talons and skinny just kind of like yeah sure so i don't know they seem more kind of like almost bear like in terms of like their ferocity or what you would how you would fear it not kind of like taken right out of doom so, <laughs> yeah it was yeah it did a action figure that looks uh, yeah. yeah it really did it's good games take cues out i wonder if there's like a story <laughs> element too with it it could be to about why about like, why some of the it like, could be regional anime. too yeah it could be regional and it could be like story that you know that different levels different of different like radiation. i mean if you if they were theoretically closer to a blast site when it initially fell the radiation that kind but of turned them yeah, it's still kind of weird because they're originally were uh, what did they call Jackson's Jack's comedian chameleons or Jackson's chameleons? They were originally chameleons, is what Deathclaws were before mm. the blast. So, like, how many chameleons are populating the United States and the, and you the, don't know, the area near Boston? And then they, they hide so much you don't know. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I can see. So, I mean, that, that's just kind of an interesting thing too to think about sure. is that there how many chameleons in zoos or house pets or something. I mean, bottom line, Not to sell. escaped don't keep comedians in case it's nuclear fallout, right? Because then you're just screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. Our height, our I mean, our hype levels for Fallout Four are through the roof, are they not? And like I like for me, it's like <laughs> definitely Ernest because he pre-ordered it already. <laughs> <laughs> the Pit Boy. I'm like Ernest. Pit Boy edition. Ernest, yeah. get on Twitter and ask people for questions. One second. Yeah, that is flying off the digital shelves. It is. Right. It is. One thing I really appreciate about the, how they approached the, the Fallout section of the conference is it felt very genuine, mm. and you know, for the fans, just really mm. for them, not too much marketing buzz. No, it was straight to have Todd up there commenting on those sections was just cutting straight through that BS. Right, right. Yeah, it felt very. Awesome. It was good to see the guy again after like you know the last <laughs> time I think we saw Todd Howard was. Skyrim's early marketing campaign, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, the build-up to Skyrim's release. So. That's what I think is great about Bethesda, too, from what we saw today, is that they're genuinely fans of their own games. Yeah. In the same way that they're that we're fans of it. And it's just... <coughs> they want to make games that are fun for them, too, not just games that they can make a, have a business for. Right. Which is... Yeah. Seems... it Whether or not it's true, it seems like that's a shrinking market now, mm -hmm. which is kind of shameful, yeah. but... You know, and and that kind of touches on why this conference felt, uh, I mean, maybe special is not the right word, but certainly no. different to me. And and part of that is, you know, it is an inaugural conference, so Bethesda is still kind of figuring out what its its voice is on stage, you know, what its mm -hmm. company image is and how they want to portray their games. But, you know, I think for a start, this was as 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 down-to-earth and refreshing as you can really expect an E3 show in the Dolby Theater to mm -hmm. be. Um, so, so yeah, let's, I mean, let's just kind of like to, to, to sum up the conference, like I kind of want to hear your score out of 10 and then like, you know, as an inaugural conference, how do you think it went for them? Uh, Will, go ahead. You can start. 
I think it was really kind of gave a new breath of life for kind of like the whole feeling for kicking off the week and all this stuff from in terms of like from the period of the end of the E3 last year to like kind of the stuff that's been going on and now it's coming back to here. There was a lot of things that happened over the course of the year that just kind of beat down a lot of kind of fans of different games or different yeah. companies and stuff and like this was just like a nice refreshing thing where it's just like hey we know what we're doing we love what we're doing we know you want to love what we're making and we want you to love it so here's what we're doing tell us what you think yeah and it was yeah, just totally. one of the, it was just a great thing to see that kind of thing but and it was the conference itself was fantastic for the structure i think because they opened with doom which is something everybody wanted to see right away yeah it's explosive it's right by the way i have to, I have to eat my hat there was no no elder scrolls 6 logo to close it out you, I got, you, got, you got a card game you got a card that's game true. Oh, I, got, that was, got, I don't want that the, i don't, I don't that want was that like, that <laughs> was one of the only things so like they had doom and then so how did they, they did Doom and then they did Dishonor. Battle Cry and That's then true. they did after that was the Eldest card game yeah. Elder Dishonor, no they did Tamriel was, was it I think it went Battle Cry Battle Cry Dishonored then it was the Elder Scrolls, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Online and then yep. they did the card game that was there and then they did Fallout yeah or they did uh, Fallout Shelter and Fallout yes exactly so yeah. Doom was amazing to start off of. They did a really good job for that. Yeah. Whether or not, like, the game looked really good. Whether or not it is, we don't know yet because we haven't played it. Uh, Battle Cry was a weird kind of follow up because it was just visually going off of Doom to that was kind of rough because yeah. it wasn't as polished and refined because it's not as, they don't have that big of a team behind it sure. and the funding to go for it, which is understandable. So then that was kind of a slightly lower point going into that, but it was like, yeah. they didn't push it, which was nice. That yeah. they just said, this, we're doing this. Yeah. And then they moved on. Yeah. And they went to Dishonored, which for me is still kind of the problem, is that the trailer was really awesome, but all it was was CGI. And it yeah. didn't show anything to make me interested in it besides that. Then I went to Elder Scrolls, which just kind of was a thing where they just kind of conveniently avoiding talking about. Kind of refreshing. Just, They're just kind of like, hey, it's here. And then they yep. kind of went on. And then the card game was just, they didn't show anything. So that was yeah. just kind of like, why are you talking about this? And I don't think we'll have to, I mean, so, just for our coverage purposes. No, it but it just, like as gonna... a full conference type of yeah. thing, that was kind of another slightly lower point. But then they ended on Fallout Shelter, which was an amazing surprise and took everyone off guard and was just phenomenal. And then Fallout 4 was even more impressive. Yeah, it's ready. Yeah, so, so I think overall for that kind of spectrum i would sit confidently at like a 9 9.5 for their conference i wouldn't give it a 10 because wow. of a couple wow. of those things just because it was i yeah loved a lot of it and it was did they did a fantastic job in terms of presenting sure. and being true to their fans so sure so where do you fall on scale adam i think it was a stroke of genius to have it on a sunday where you're, you're going to be playing off the enthusiasm of so many people just arriving into la yep yep sun is out you're all going to the dolby theater where like the academy awards are you know and like all that and as well, in keeping in line with the whole fan thing, you introduce, like with Fallout, you introduce like a mobile game that is how it should be done. There's no paywall, and then you have companion apps the way it should be done, and all that. So it seemed very much for the fans. You're bringing Doom back, fan favorite, years in the making, looks great. Dishonored, cautiously optimistic, but as we all know, you can't say much about a pre-rendered trailer. You can get snippets of things, but... Anybody who thinks it's going to look like that or play with like that fluidity, you know, it's not. Yeah. Battlecry, I think they knew themselves. Like they have like an off, like a, a screen interview. One of the guys, it's given probably two minutes maximum. Two, maybe. Yeah, they they knew two, it themselves. You know, it's yeah. like just mm -hmm. a, you know, a short. Like, it needs to be there, but it's it not needs to be right. exactly. Elder mm -hmm. Scrolls. I think they just want to, like, yeah, we know that's there as well. Obviously, follows that the. the the main attraction it delivered perfectly and again for the fans thing that I mentioned earlier people were decrying the trailer when it first announced you gotta like the amount of like downgrades and stuff even from The Witcher and other yeah. like CGI trailers they come out and then the game doesn't look like that it was a breath of fresh air to see initially the original Fallout 4 trailer warts and all that's what it would look like effectively that there it is there's no there's not gonna be any controversy down the line and this just kind of solidified what it looks like, but it expanded upon it and showed what else will be with it. And that's a lot. It looks fantastic. But that said, there was no Diva Within 2. Didn't think it would be there. <laughs> Didn't think it would be there. I wanted Shinji Mikami to just, in his leather jacket, just stroll on stage. It all comes red. And, yeah, but that's a story for Nevertheless. Day. Nevertheless, I'd say 8 out of 10. Nice. Very nice. solid. And it's special for you, too, because it was your first E3 press conference. Exactly. Exactly. And it was first year, so... 
Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so pretty positive all around. I assume, Ernest, you're kind of in the same boat, right? They're in the same boat. I really thought they budgeted their time well, yeah. you know, with with giving more time for the bigger titles and it was also the smaller ones. It was also refreshing to have that, though, where it was like, it was a stark contrast to the two, two and a half hour really bloated conferences of other guys where it's like, you're seeing like 16 games, 17 games, mm-hmm. and here we got to focus on a really core five or six titles that matter to us. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also like that Bethesda's library of games that they have in development right now. I feel like a lot of those games share share the same audience that a lot of the players who like you know, Fallout are mm-hmm. gonna care about. Say like the Elder Score Elder Scrolls card game. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's kind of the problem with like EAs is that there's people who are just not gonna care about the sports section. You know? No, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. So yeah, well. Yeah. I will. I will. Right, yeah. right, there you go, right. Yeah. Just Absolutely. a bad, just a bad. But like I said previously, really appreciate it. They were like genuine down to earth uh, for the fans' attitude. Um, overall, really good first conference for them. For me, yeah. I'd say like 8 yeah. out of 10. Yeah, I'm right there no with pushing, you. No pushing, yeah. Just, I think it's an inaugural push. show. Was, it was super refreshing, um, both from a, from a gameplay demonstration standpoint and a company voice standpoint. I think, uh, you know, we, I've never heard an E3 press conference done in, in quite the same way as Bethesda's did. Sony's approached it a couple of times. Sony is getting better and better at really speaking to fans and, and, and stepping down to, to our level and talk to us as people. But, man, Bethesda really set the standard as far as a personable, mm-hmm. friendly, we're in this because we love gaming vibe. And they totally nailed that. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I'd be right around there. 8.5, 8. 9 out of 10. It was, mm-hmm. it was a great show. Uh, of course, you know, when you think about the things that we're excited for, for E3... A couple of the things that we were really built up for this week, we've now seen, right? And we haven't even gotten to Monday, the preliminary day of press conferences. So with Bethesda knocked out and kind of as like a a preview of sort of the things we're seeing this week, you know, what are, take away Bethesda's titles, what next are you most excited for? Ernest. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Middle Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. That's really right. Looking, That's right. Really looking forward to seeing that game, getting some hands-on time. Um, it's going to be interesting. The the air, you know, the air over in Konami. You know, <laughs> yep, how yep. people are going to be responding to them, and uh, after the whole debacle with Kojima and then Silent Hills, but still, nonetheless, excited to see that game. Um, Star Wars Battlefront. I'm mm. anticipating we'll have a greater presence since it's coming out later this year. Um, I'd say those are probably my main two right now. I mean, guys, Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost want to, I almost want to call for a moment of silence. Just respect the fact that this is a real thing that is going to happen. It's a real tangible thing that is actually coming out. Oh man. oh man! I wouldn't say it deserves our respect yet. Yeah, but no, it I be wouldn't. That's yeah. the very important caveat. Yep. Doesn't deserve our <laughs> respect yet. Cautiously, <laughs> cautiously optimistic. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. When you consider the the release dates of Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four, mm-hmm. we're we're in a we're in an interesting territory with this one. But we may very well see it on the show floor in a really cool playable state. You know, yeah. we, we're talking about in past years, Battlefield has always had that really awesome competitive stage with the 30, 40 high NPCs set up, just a really epic showdown, commentating. Um, and Battlefront may very well get the same thing. So yeah. even beyond what cool stuff EA is going to show us tomorrow, it could really have a sick presence on the show floor. Um, it's that flagship title. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, riding on the Star Wars hype train pretty hard at the moment. This is the year, right? <laughs> it's, right. it's not going to change. This is the return Yeah, I mean, of the Jedi. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, it's, yeah, it's about that time of night. Yeah, well, you know. Putting out of, of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, beyond so beyond Star Wars Battlefront, I mean, that's I mean, yeah, that's probably that's not number one for me. Kingdom Hearts three is always going to be number one for me. Mm. I'm 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 deeply down in like number three, four, five territory at this point. But um, Mass Effect four is, you know, we're all kind of thinking the same thing, and that thing is that we're going to get a really good look at Mass Effect four tomorrow. Mm. And EA is, you know, EA is kind of an oddball because they they have. They have kind of a strict time limit on their conference because people need to shuttle to Ubisoft like right afterward, and that time limit is usually exactly sixty minutes. And I know there's a lot to show in that sixty minutes. There is, and like EA, an EA perhaps more than anybody has 
a catalog that really almost deserves a two-hour time slot. So I'm mm. curious if they revise that in the future. But yeah, I mean, so for Mass Effect Four, maybe we won't get more than like a four or five minute trailer. But exactly. even that, even that'll it will be. We'll rock, I'm thinking we're gonna we'll get a stage. we're gonna get a trailer, not too too much of a like a video documentary about like, yeah. some of the features or like developer commentary or stuff like that. I think like a solid, really. Really, you know, intriguing trailer will be shown at the conference tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah. It, that has to be there. Yeah. Was it last year? It was just the logo, or last year was they had screenshots of the, pro- the, the progress of the game. Basically, they showed. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is time. Yeah, and yeah. then there was also the thing where at last year's conference they said, and then we have another team. At Bioware, that's working on a project. Right. It so what have is a that? Name. So what is that project? Hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? Star Wars. <laughs> yes, yes, it is Star Wars. <laughs> it has it is Star Wars. Okay. It has to be, right? Okay. Amy yeah. Hennig. Hennig, they're yep. They're going to, as I say, they're going to ride the Star, Trek, the Star Wars train. All right, it's... That's a really big, fleshed-out Star Wars RPG. Like, if they were, like, yeah. I'd say they'd rather just amazing. show Star Wars Battlefront for, like, an hour tomorrow. I think they have invested so much in that. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> hype around it's it. Just, it's just, just Star, Star Wars, Wars Battlefront. Yeah, yeah, they just, like, yeah. let's just show that. Like, but they have, like, obviously they have all the sports titles, and they have Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and they have Mass Effect 4, presumably. Yeah. And Battlefront, and I'm forgetting two or three smaller titles. You know, an easy way to save time when their sports titles might be to, like, because they tend to focus their announcements on on the tech and the engine powering those titles, they yeah. always, it's always that new thing, like yeah. the new EA. F- was it, it was like Fuel one year, or not Fuel, but Ignite. <sighs> I know what Ignite. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so that might be a way to condense and say, like, we have this this new tech, this new paradigm that's powering our sports titles. Here's footage of all of them, right? And now let's let's get on they, to the big stuff. The thing is, they, they measure pretty much by sales, and obviously FIFA and Madden sell. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah, what is E3 for? You know, do, does the, like the, Average FIFA player watch E3, pay attention much to E3. Most of them no. I'd hazard a guess and say no. So, yeah, yeah the, be, I mean the percentage of Mass Effect fans watching E3. Well, same with Call of Duty, exactly. like Call of Duty fans too. Most of them don't watch these events, right? So yeah, we yeah. have what is it? A two or th- two hour, three hour tomorrow? Black Ops well, Three. Yeah, hands on multiplayer. <laughs> massive. But so yeah, no, they yeah. they they should focus their efforts on the sequels and stuff that come in mm-hmm. the. Reimagining a battlefront. Ideally, they would just have, you know, someone come on stage, speak for like two minutes about the sports titles, sizzle reel. We know what and they're going to be. On. Somebody's yeah. listening to us. They're like, "Fuck you guys! I'm so down <laughs> so with Madden. This is something. Yeah. Come on." <laughs> but we know what it's going to be. You know, more dynamic. You can't, yeah, right. Rather, you can't accomplish that much in a year. You really can't. They have. Mm-hmm. They obviously would and have they can't a, mess a with ten-year year plan. Just they, imagine if they hadn't. If they weren't on yearly release schedules, and if they took like two or three years on in between, and the jumps that they would make introducing all of that's the, the thing, ones, they would, would have a ten year plan impact, of like, but they would make iterative, as, yeah. iterative like differences, and yeah. they'll add each one. And but they like, would make as fan, yeah, fans would be crying for a certain thing, but that could be like five years down the development cycle, and right. that that will come in FIFA twenty. But I mean, in terms of just looking at them as purely as games and critiquing yeah. them, if they took all the little things that they added on over the years and just split them up into couple year chunks yeah it would be huge improvements but but unfortunately they don't make as much money it sells no. so much money every year every, yeah. every late September unfortunate yeah. situations but I mean as far as other titles on the show floor I mean Deus Ex has my undivided attention yeah hey undivided mankind divided yeah. <laughs> First return of the Jedi, and then we have this. It's going downhill quickly, yeah. folks. We have reached the, the pits with this one. Um, mm-hmm. No, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really in a Final Fantasy fourteen mindset right now. Heaven's Word. The Heaven's Word expansion is out next week. Early access starts this Friday. I have the incredible opportunity to interview Naki Yoshida this week and talk about Heaven's Word and the development process and all the ways he's turned Square around. So... Uh, you know that's that's one thing you you all our listeners can can look forward to. That'll be great. But mm-hmm. Heaven's Word, Kingdom Hearts three, No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky will be sick. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We expect to see No Man's Sky in in Sony's booth um, this week. And man, that that's an interesting one where it'll be like, okay, how has that come along? Yeah, you know? what do you actually do? What is your you know moment to moment kind of gameplay rather mm-hmm, than just exploring mm-hmm. these? And you know what does. What does crafting look like? What does you know all these systems look like as you head toward the center of the universe? There's still a lot of unanswered questions there. So, mm-hmm. and speaking of unanswered questions, I feel like the one kind of hanging over my head is what is going to be 
Sony's big surprise. The last Guardian. The it's last happening. hope for guardianship. <laughs> I mean, maybe new <laughs> hope. There we go. More Star Wars. No, I think it's coming. I think this is the time. Everybody says you see that every year. But I haven't been this on. This is it, though. This is the. I haven't been on. That's true. That's true. Look at the Irish. Considering, oh, the Irish. Look considering what has actually transpired over the last several months, this literally has to be. Otherwise, they're burning their entire fan base on this game. And if it is, it like, has if to it's come too out late now. in day to show it, it would be in their best interest to give a logo and they've denied and say, it too TGS, many, yeah. TGS, it's coming. They've September. denied too many times it has that, to be shown in that some it's way still being developed when people right. have said that it's not. They've said, no, it's still in development. They've said that three or four times. Or the it may not have the same name. It may not be the same right. game at all. It may be completely indistinguishable from The Feathered Beast and The Little Boy. Yep. Right, could be something. But nevertheless, but whatever vestige of that is still... They, have, I mean, there, they may not, there. say, give a launch title or anything, but it has to have something... Some kind of yeah. appearance. So the other, just, so the other thing has got to be, and this is not so much an unknown, but Project Morpheus. It's I was going to say it's Project the Morpheus. It's the time iteration of it. I would, I would not be surprised if Pro, they, yeah, they brought out Project Morpheus. Maybe even renamed it. I think Project I Morpheus thinking, is a yeah. little weird for. And know, it always was a code name. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's on the project. Surface. Yeah. Name. And then maybe like a solid release date. Price. Oh, absolutely. Has to. Launch mm-hmm. titles. Something like that. Something more concrete. Yeah, that's the we, we'll have plenty about. of Morpheus coverage yeah. this week. We're seeing, yeah, I'm super drift, excited to check out all Arc the Survival games. Evolved. We have the what is the one by End Dreams? The oh, yeah. Hold on one second. It is. But I mean, you know, we've got that appointment with with uh, the assembly. The yeah, assembly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's all. Yeah, I mean, it is really is taking the stage, especially in, in the aftermath of. of Oculus is showing a week ago. It's it's the right time. Yeah, not even a week ago, three days ago. Mm. Um, I mean, we're we're on that that cusp <clears throat> of really jumping into that age of VR yeah. and having all these different technologies. So what's there. so what's it going to take for you guys to be sold on Morpheus as a thing that you'll go out and buy day one? Maybe that's a stretch. Maybe it won't be day one for anybody. Mm. But what's what what do they need to do tomorrow to win you over and say, all right, sure. In the first six months, I'll get it, or in the first year, I'll get it. Like that's definitely on my shopping list. Something they didn't do with Vita and have extremely well-supported games designed for that, made by first-party yeah. studios. Oh, <laughs> oh, snap! Just something oh, right. that they have to, they have to support it themselves, which they're fully invested in it at this point, more so than they were with Vita. Yeah. So they have to do that, and they can't make games. They can't be in it. It can't be just a peripheral for other games. It has to be the focus of the games that are coming out well, for it. Will they do that? Will they install? Will they have enough faith in it to do that? Will they, they have to? Otherwise, they're screwing over Will they take one of their flagship first-party titles, put in that integration, and send it out? No. I would, whether or not they do, I, right. that's, who knows, but I think they, they have need, to. They, they need to care. It's, you have Yoshida, who's very involved with it. You know, yeah. head of the Sony Computer Entertainment, and he's very and he's very invested, or at least with mindshare in the things yeah. he's working on. He's very, right. very, very tied in with Morpheus. And yep, yep. Believes in it. So. What would sell me on it is a game that I can spend dozens of hours in, and that that mm-hmm. added technology of VR makes it that much more immersive and enjoyable. One game that I think would be sweet to have Project Morpheus uh, supported would be No Man's Sky. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Think about I really that. would not be surprised if think that was one that. of the flagship yeah. titles. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a pretty good bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of just I don't think the level of like graphical prowess is like super super demanding. Right. You because know, it's not <clears throat> going. It's going. It has no. You're right though. It is already like when you when you have to think about considerations of of how do we achieve that necessary. Yeah. How do we budget our presence? It's, yeah. How do I budget our resources? You know, it's, it doesn't have a ton of polygons. It's a pretty yeah. game, and it's because of its stylized and art. You know, stylized. Can you art. imagine what that what that uh, what that phone call was like for for Hello Games? The guy, I mean, the guys <laughs> who are already catapulted to the national stage in indie stardom by on just the promise of the game alone. Mm-hmm. They're at the concerts. They're front and center on the stage. Hey, uh, so we got this Morpheus thing coming down the line. Who's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a really good fit for your uh, your space game there? Yeah. No, that's I good to see if it happens that Sony are you know putting. I think you guys. In. I think you guys are out of the money. You know? Yeah. I think that's that's. I think it's a good. That's bet. one I would love to see. That would be a crowd winner for sure. That'd and it's be like, one of those things. Even though it's a gaming runs. conference, I think you need to also make it a wide experience. You know, you have those like people mentioned with the Oculus and stuff. You're going to have those visiting 
tourist areas and stuff. Right. It's not for gamers per se, so you probably wouldn't show it something like E3, but given relevance outside of video games, and you saw even what happened with the Wii, once once like the casual audience saw it, and people who would like, you know, like grandparents and stuff would be playing. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you can get that relevance, get them into homes, then you have the core gamers will jump on top of it when the install base is there and first party developers have the faith in the technology the install base is there, they can make the games for it and that's what will carry it because you'll have them in homes in the first place. And then there it is. That's Yeah, it's, it's gotta hit that it's gotta hit that that uh that peak, that critical mass when mm. it really just takes off from there. Yeah. How they get there and whether they do have the faith and the resources that they will put mm. into it to get it to that point. I think, I think we'll have the answer. I think we'll have the answer by tomorrow. Yes, to be honest. I feel like they've yeah. proven themselves to be more committed to this yeah, than definitely. Vita, which is still and, sad and about. They've learned, you know, and, and they've move, learned a few. <laughs> One, Move is still supported by it, and it's be, they're bringing it involved in a lot of the different things. So, be, I mean, it's, yeah. and it's proven to still be supported on PS4, so mm -hmm. work with it. But. But yeah, the, the huge strengths for Project Morpheus, I think, is that they already have that controller, that form mm -hmm. of controller input, with the with the PlayStation Move, and the other one is the install base for the hardware that's going to run it, which right. is the PS4. Yeah. But the huge thing with Oculus is that the specs they have are pretty demanding. I would say on the on the hardware itself. On the, on the hardware itself yeah. for the PC compared mm -hmm. to what the average consumer is buying nowadays, mm -hmm. especially True. with the shift to you know ultrabooks and tablets. Mm -hmm. so people are people aren't buying these. Machines that have enough power to you know fully support Oculus. Right. So there's that worry: is Oculus burying itself into a niche before it even gets going? Exactly. Whereas, yeah, with the install base of PS4 now, uh, I think past 10 million, right? PS4. Oh, it's 20, oh, yeah. 21, I think nearly. It's yeah. Yeah, oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's very selling very very well. They're set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, Morpheus will be the big thing. Yeah. I, think, well, then I don't want them show... to dedicate too much of a conference to it, though. No. They they, will. They're oh, going to yeah. make a mistake somewhere, probably, if tradition yeah. stands. But Power Season yeah. 2. But, I mean, they're going yeah, they're, they're gonna to gonna show gameplay of Uncharted 4. Oh, for sure. So and they're going to show winner, Ratchet and Clank, I'm guessing, is going to make an appearance. Yeah. Grand Turismo 7. Banking yeah. on that. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Street Fighter Five probably will show yeah, them. And I think they three. might. Uh, <laughs> I think they might, and then say, "Yeah." Oh, and Dark Souls Three is also Actually, yeah. something else too. I, I yeah. keep forgetting that's another huge title. I think they may be in cahoots with Battleborn as well, advertising deal, kind of like in the Battleborn, same, yeah. In the same vein as Sony was with Destiny, I think they might be trying to push that. I can't remember where it's, there's been murmurs of it recently. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where exactly, but I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Yeah, right. I don't know. Do you think there'll be any Vita presence at no. all? There wasn't last well, year. Well, when you when you know when you talked last about when you talked about that necessary investment to get it going, I was right. I was going to ask. I mean, is there something they could do at this show to start to not? I mean, I'm never going to use the words restore confidence. I'm never going to use the words like flip the table because things don't happen at that pace. But shift the needle. They'd have to start over. I think their use of Vita in this conference, if at all, will be in conjunction with the PS4. Right. There will not be new game announcements per se, there may be one or two at the very most, but it will mostly, they might mention it a good bit, but it will be in relation to remote play and other things that you can do in combination with amazing, but would never happen if they had Vita support for Oculus. Morpheus. Morpheus. They're Thank tired. you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for Morpheus, if you could just play Vita games or something like that, or they had a game for Morpheus that... Maybe 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 they could have the simulated. Uh, it's not the simulated living room that you know. You I mean, Vita's Vita not powerful on. enough for that. I can't yeah, sure. in any way. That's the issue. But yeah, I mean, they, they keep they kept the saying that the Vita isn't dead. They keep saying that. Oh, it's not. I was like, what well, is that? Just because you're being kind of talking politics as a company, or right? You can't say that in front of an investor. Yeah, and it's mm. just no, like well, they they yeah. completely deny it. It's other people that are saying it, and they have to defend themselves. But mm -hmm. it's just like. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think regardless, the answer to that question will be decided by the end of tomorrow. Because if nothing is said, which which is probably the more likely scenario, then the needle doesn't shift at all. It continues to fall, and we're essentially saying, yeah, it is it is done. Because yeah. it's 2015, and a, a, a standout exclusive, a standout franchise mm -hmm. moving over to Vita wasn't announced. That's yeah. kind of it, right? I think the only thing this is kind of this is kind Vita of, is. The peak. Just, this is the cliff. It's a niche system for indies. Yeah, I, yeah, I and like, like Japanese games. I would expect a price quote 
Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, there's been Price rumors even PS4. $90, which I don't know where that came from. Yeah, I, I heard, heard rumors too. Like, that seems I don't, out of left I don't field. I think the lowest it ever goes a mm. hundred. It's nice probably hundred fifty. Yeah, it's a nice companion. I think it'd probably be lower than hundred fifty. But it's a nice companion, and maybe with actual memory cards, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But it's a good companion system to have. You know, you have your remote play, and you have it's a fantastic system. Yeah, yeah. It's a hardware. It's It's a marvel. It's just I can't see them investing too much first party talent into no. games and they, third party yeah. developers aren't going to well, third party publishers aren't going to have faith in that mm-hmm. either in that respect mm-hmm. but it serves a purpose and if they lower the price enough I think it'll still chug along it has a purpose you know mm-hmm. well it started wasn't it somewhat recently actually that it started outselling like DS's in Japan and stuff like that wasn't that long ago all the like it eclipsed them it's still released there's some yeah, it's still pretty high profile selling. it's some pretty, pretty well. high profile like Game releases in Japan, yeah, it's still doing very yeah, well. That's in the Japan problem is that cores, it's, it's not moving over here. The only thing I could see yeah. them doing is that they had to release another system, like a Vita Two, is the only thing that could actually like come back, to. which they're not going to, yeah, because they're too invested. They might in other, just do they're already it. debuting a, a, a different piece of hardware, right? They're sure, too so invested yeah, in that. They've got there might be a remodeling of it, you know, just remove the back touch. They've already remodeled it once. Yeah, do it again. Do it you never know. And that yeah. might be the, the instigator of a price cut. Like, exactly, yeah. Like, turn really into a, cheap. Like, turn into a Vita Go. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. God, oh, that be... would be something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, whatever happens at Sony's conference, I mean, all of us here at PSU, us here on the ground floor, the ground, the ground team, if you will, in LA, and the boys back home will be um, covering it all as it happens and providing analysis. So just to give our listeners an idea of the coverage you guys can expect from us tomorrow and through the week... Uh, if you watched our E3 coverage last year, you know we're a big fan of the video diaries. We love to do a short snippet of our impressions of all the games we play because there's just so many of them, and we want to give every game its fair due. So we'll be giving you uh, video impressions throughout the week of all the things we're seeing. Written previews will come will come after that throughout the week as well. Uh, it's going to be a lot. There's a lot of games. Our schedules yeah. are booked front to back, solid, which, you know... Every year we have <laughs> back. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's the whole reason we're here, right? So, so we bring you that coverage, both video and written form. Um, we'll bring you post conference analysis in the same format uh, all throughout tomorrow as we as we cover those streams uh, and those shows. Uh, stay tuned for the trailers, screenshots, the hot news, the breaking news, the interviews, everything that'll be coming from the team back home. Um, and frankly, the best way to keep up with all this stuff might be through social media. And there is more going on in social media than I could even wrap my head around. So, I mean, what do we want? Twitter? We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. We've got Snapchat. We've got Vine. We've got We've got the ads. So, so, we've right. got the pitches. Yeah. So, Twitter is psu.com, dot spelled out, D-O-T, com. Facebook's just PlayStation Universe, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Snapchat is psu, full stop, com. Uh, what's the Vine? Vine is the same as the Twitter. So PSU.com. And whenever we and whenever we grab those quick snippets from the show floor, we'll be putting those on Twitter. It'll be like you're there. It's it's great. Yeah, that's our aim. That's our aim to give to give our our viewers, our listeners, our fans back home uh, a glimpse of the things that we're seeing here and what what the experience is like. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we fulfill that for you guys. So um, yeah, that's kind of you know that's kind of signing off on our thoughts on Bethesda and, and and the week ahead. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for choosing PlayStation Universe for even a small part of your E3 coverage throughout the week. Uh, we massively, massively appreciate it, and you make it possible for us. So thank you very much for that. Um, thank you, uh, myself, Kyle. Uh, so we'll just sign off now. We'll, we'll get some sleep, get rested up for the conferences tomorrow, and uh, just look forward to everything that we'll be bringing you throughout the week. We're really excited for it, as, uh, as you should be. So, all right. All right. Take care, guys. See you guys. Yeah, all right.